I'm Bridget Fettesy, and this is your Dumpster Fire for the weeks of September 25th to October 8th. And the unicorns dance while the world burns, world burns, world burns. Fall is here. Sam is drinking pumpkin spice lattes. All of you who attended our live stream, thank you. Thank you. I know it's an awkward time, 10 a.m. our time on a Saturday morning. Not exactly conducive to most people who do, you know, Saturday things. But we still had a lot of fun. There was a great turnout. People had, I enjoyed it. We'll definitely be doing some more. We're going to try different times, too. I think maybe like a Saturday afternoon-y one might be good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of people from the Fetacy community were in the live stream. That was fun to see. Join Fetacy.com where you can get the unedited version of Dumpster Fire on Sundays whenever we shoot. And you can also get the ad-free version on Monday. And you get all kinds of extra content and a community. And if you're a lady, you can work out with me and some of the other ladies. We work out every day at noon during the week. And some, just so much more. You, there's always stuff that we're offering. And you get a discount, 20% discount on all of our merch. That pays for itself if you like the merch. Mm-hmm. And how can you not like the merch? I don't know. There's lead in the aqueducts! <laughs> also, don't forget, if you are enjoying this dumpster fire of your life, like, subscribe, comment, touch our bells and buttons. Everything's good, guys. We're just happy to be here. We are. That should be the title of this one. Have we already used that? Happy to be <laughs> here? No. We're just happy we, to be here. I don't think, I think we, we have. have. I really am just happy to be here because it's dark. You can get lost. Doom scrolling. The news can be overwhelming. But right now, everything's okay. Okay. Important stories we're ignoring. OPEC, the cartel of petroleum producing nations, announced that it would significantly cut production in a deliberate effort to raise oil prices. Biden says nuclear risk highest since 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis because of Russia's war in Ukraine. I mean, it does seem like we're just lackadaisically chilling on the edges of potential nuclear war. (laughs) I feel like everyone's like, oh, LOL, that might happen. There just would be like memes while it's going down. It's so unsettling how close it seems we are to it and how apathetic everybody is about it. Is this just the blob absorbing everything, including our fear of nuclear annihilation? Yes, that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's just that feeling of like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. So yeah, what am I going to fucking stop Putin from blowing up the world? He's he's crazy. (laughs) So we just have to see what he does. (laughs) Yeah, it's really it's a helpless position to be in as an average citizen watching the war games of these absolutely genocidal maniacs all over the world. And then we have freaking Biden just giving his donors the heads up that we're close to Armageddon. And then that comes out and he goes to get on his little helicopter and everybody's like, hey, you want to comment on your Armageddon statements? And he's like, no comment. Cue. Yeah you don't let the rich people know they should go hide in their bunkers and then today there was a story coming out that like 290 billion or million i can't remember what it was u.s purchases 290 million of drug for use in radiological and nuclear emergent radiological and nuclear emergencies awesome great <laughs> all the preppers why haven't they started us doing hide under your desk drills <laughs> 
I have um, some like iodine? iodine in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to save me. Nope. <laughs> Moving on to the BDE award. Protests continue in Iran despite harsh crackdown. Your people are revolting, Sam. Yes. I do want to. I Maggie had to like talk me down off the ledge from just like cutting my hair off on dumpster fire today. <laughs> I was actually looking in the mirror today. I was like, I could lose this part. Many Iranian women burning their headscarves, cutting their hair to show their anger, not only against compulsory job, against the whole regime. And this is just the beginning to an end. They want an end for gender apartheid regime. It's hard. I mean, it's it's amazing. Like these young and more teenage girls have died and been killed. And mm-hmm. now in Tehran, there's like the whole city is in protest as of this morning. Yeah. And there's there streets that are completely taken over by protesters. <laughs> Day 22, they're not backing down, and the teenage girls are leading this revolution. It's crazy. The, like, bravery of these teenage girls to face down these the army. is astonishing to me. This is what I've been bitching about on this freaking dumpster fire for like, I don't even know how many years now, three years, which is the freedoms that we take for granted while they're fighting for this very freedom to just be out in the world with their hair. For years and years, we have been warning the rest of the world about the dangers of hijab police, about the danger of compulsory hijab we have been ignored yeah and we're over here like "Mm, there's no difference between boys and girls oh really who's under the hijab tell me it's not boys that's not who they're making cover up what a waste if we took all that energy and put it into supporting the young feminists fighting for their life in iran well, and it's also frustrating because then you see, oh, the U.S. is going to be donating all this money, all these weapons right. to Ukraine, to everywhere else. But then you've got women and children and men dying for. Right. And the weird for silence yeah. of the like mainstream media about yeah. this story yeah. the New York is so Times, creepy. The New York Times released an article talking about, oh, this is because of the economy. The economy. Like, no, really? Yeah, no. They're they, protesting because of the economy? Yeah, no. It, it's 44 years of a regime. Yeah. I mean, some of the other media has been covering it, but you wouldn't really know that much about it unless you were on Twitter. People are starting to post more on Instagram about it, but it's not something that you're seeing. This should be like a daily thing that they're covering in the mainstream media. This is a huge grassroots revolution Mm -hmm. where young people are literally calling death to the dictator. He's a literal dictator. Yeah. I know you don't know what an actual dictator is because you thought Trump was literally Hitler, but this is an actual dictator and these people are actually oppressed and they're actually saying death to the dictator and stomping on his pictures in real time in a country where they're constantly oppressed and killed for doing so. (laughs) 
I mean, you've got school girls. School girls. Taking off their hijab, giving a middle finger to the it's, picture of the Ayatollah stomping on it. It's astonishing. I mean, that kind of courage makes me emotional. And yeah, you think of the frustration that's just been building in that younger generation because they know what's out there. They're online. It's not like they're living in a completely secluded island where they don't have contact with the outside world. And yeah. they're begging us to be their voices. Yeah, that's all they want. Yeah. They're so brave. There's I mean, no, there's no like donate money here to help. Donate money there. No, it's no share our stories, share our stories. And then at the higher level, these politicians who put on the hijab, the Western politicians who go visit. Four years ago, I was in the same stage calling all the female politicians around the world that look at these women. They're facing guns and bullets. They're saying no to compulsory hijab. But these female politicians, they went to Iran. They wore hijab. They bow to our oppressors. It's so true. You are siding with their oppressors. What are yeah. you doing, Western feminists? I know you don't have to live in that country and deal with any of the repercussions of it. But these Western female leaders who are bowing to this should absolutely be apologizing and standing up and taking a stand on behalf of all these young teenage girls begging. You know, they don't need our help to save them. They're just saying, stop enabling the oppressors. Stop enabling this regime. Right now, women are facing guns and bullets, but none of this made video to make an apology to Iranian women. None of them cut their hair. None of them burned headscarf. They think that they might cause Islamophobia. As a woman who grew up in Iran, under Sharia law, I have the right to be scared of Islamism. All of the Western nations that kind of look the other way because they want to maintain their whatever their deals. Like failed nuclear yeah. deal with Iran, know. which they're not even going to honor anyway. So what the f***? No. I don't even know enough about it. I just know that it's bullshit and that... I don't know. Western feminists just seem to have like lost their core purpose. In Iran, I was told if I show my hair, I go to jail. I get lashes. I get killed like Mahsa Amini. In the West by them, I was told that if I share my stories, I will cause Islamophobia. Yes, I am scared of Islamic ideology. Women of Afghanistan, they are scared of Taliban. We are scared of Islamic Republic. And I am not here. To ask you, the Western female politician, to save us. I am here to save you from your misunderstanding of our culture. I'm here to ask you, stop saving the Islamic Republic. Old and cheap. <laughs> President Biden pardons all prior federal convictions for simple marijuana possession, including under D.C. law, and also directs states to do the same. Tell me the midterms are coming without telling me the midterms are coming. <laughs> <laughs> Joe just undid all of Kamala's hard work. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. She's a cop, guys. <laughs> Your opponent, okay. Ron Gold, has said that he is for the legalization of marijuana recreationally. Your thoughts on that? Um, I that he's entitled to his opinion. <laughs> How come all cops are bad until the cop is on your political side? I don't understand. <laughs> I thought all cops were bad. They're like, actually, Kamala is a good guy, says the guy with a cab in his bio. 
Nobody should be kept in jail for jazz cabbage. I think we can all agree. It's amazing how far we've come from I didn't inhale. I experimented with marijuana a time or two, and I didn't like it and didn't inhale. Honestly, Joe Biden should come out as a stoner. It would, like, make a lot more sense. (laughs) Everyone would be like, oh, he doesn't have dementia. He's just a stoner. Which goes to show you the close, thin line between dementia and stoners. (laughs) But it would explain a lot of his behavior, like the love of ice cream, the forgetting things, wandering off kind of mid-sentence. I feel like that's what he should actually do. Exiting stage People would be yeah. yeah. People would be a lot more relieved if yeah, they, they thought he was a stoner. He'd be like, oh, I would love to see that. I wish that he would come out as a stoner and be like, look, man, I'm just high all the time. America would be like, yeah! USA! 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 He would instantly become the most popular president ever. Yeah. You want to win the midterms, Joe Biden? Just tell everybody that you're just high all the time and that it has nothing to do with the fact that you have a pudding brain. (laughs) You're not a dementia-riddled old man. You're just a stoner. Everyone loves a stoner. (laughs) Everyone does love a stoner. Cronyism always wins. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has accrued millions of dollars from her husband's trades. We would like to take a moment to use this to refer back to my favorite rant ever posted on the Internet. (laughs) Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the f***ing House of the Democratic Party from California, is worth $114.7 million. But honestly, Nancy Pelosi is a gangster who's running the House. I'm kind of impressed with her level of corruption. It's unmatched. Yeah. And like just in your face in corruption. In your face corruption. I, I don't know. She's like a Roman senator or something right before Rome fell. Or I don't know that. I don't know if that makes sense at all. But I feel like she's one of those very corrupt politicians when it was so obvious that like the whole country is crumbling around you and she's just enriching herself through all of the cronyism and corruption. And it's, it is. This is what we should all be united in protesting. Yeah. And then there's that bill that she's supposedly backing, backing that's making it so that no politician should be allowed to trade at all. And I I guarantee behind closed doors, she's doing everything she can to undermine that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How do you have hundreds of millions of dollars in your public servant? Like how you're supposed to be representing the people of America and nobody gives a shit. They're all worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Term limits. Term limits for sure. But definitely ban on government employees making trades and their spouses. Yeah. Yeah. It is a very strange coincidence that every time Nancy supports a bill, her husband makes a trade that, oh, what what do you know? It's a direct beneficiary of the said bill that she supported. Yeah. It's like I, I insider trading. They should all be in prison. I hate these people. I wonder how much money she made off the pandemic. I'm sure it was millions of millions of dollars. Yeah. I'm a populist hero. (laughs) She's the populist hero we all need. I mean, populism has a point. (laughs) California. Newsom signed a law going into effect January 1st that it will be illegal for doctors to spread so-called misinformation about the pandemic to their patients. 
This is some actual commie shit. Yeah. This is like what they did during Chernobyl when they were forcing all the scientists to just lie and go along with the party line. It's so unsettling to hamstring doctors like this into not being able to have an honest conversation with their patients about what they might think them as medical experts instead of these stupid people on boards who are telling them what they can and can't say and what's disinformation. By the way, everything that would have been labeled disinformation or misinformation like a year ago has come out to be actually true and is no longer misinformation or disinformation. And every single goalpost has been moved and things that people lost their jobs and got banned from social media for saying are now like common knowledge by the establishment. So how are we supposed to trust the institutions to know even what disinformation is? It's science. It's always changing. It used to be science, this process by which we allowed new information to change our minds, not just a narrative that was shoved down everyone's throats so they had to wear masks and lock themselves up for freaking years. I'm really (laughs) fired up today. I was like, I feel kind of mellow this morning. (laughs) I feel like this is going to be like a jazz cabbage episode. (laughs) Mr. Information, Gavin Newsom... (laughs) Why don't you let the people with medical school training tell us what they think on their own and have their own opinions and not be worried that they're going to lose their license for telling a pregnant woman maybe her hesitancy not to breastfeed her child or to get the booster while she's pregnant is not completely unfounded because we don't know. We don't have enough information. It hasn't been long enough. And instead, it comes out later that that's actually true. And now this poor doctor is in danger. So, ugh, this is, this should not be a law. No, this is insane. This is insane. You're, you're weaponizing and criminalizing dissent. Right. Were there any doctors that did back this law? I'm sure there were. Yeah. But there were many doctors who came out and said, even though there's been a rampant spread of, like, propaganda and conspiracy theories and disinformation this is not the way to handle it no Mm -hmm. the ability for opposition and opposition research going on in the medical community is absolutely necessary no one in medicine knows anything a hundred percent and it only fuels the conspiracy theorists yeah If you're so rock solid on your position, it should be able to be debated amongst the public. If you believe in your science, you should be able to take your science to the public and say, here is the information we have and let people make come to their own conclusions. Think of how many freaking scientists got booted off social media for saying things that are now true. It's so it's bonkers. And like, I don't trust any of these people. I don't trust anyone because I feel like there's always following the money. You find that someone's on the take who's making these policies and all of these, you know, what is the standard operating information procedure that we need to follow? Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, makes me even more of a conspiracy theorist. When you start silencing anyone with dissent. I was right. Sam was right. Sheath was created by an Iraq war veteran to help keep his parts dry in a desert. He was 
over in Iraq and figured there must be a better way to have my special family jewels stay separate from the rest of my legs and the stickiness and the moving around and it gets all slimy and swampy. And so he created the dual pouch system, an ingenious way to keep the family jewel separate from the genitalia and from the legs. It keeps everything nice and supported so that you can run around and you're not rearranging all day. My husband swears by it's all he wears. And I love it. They have a whole woman's line and they are made of modal fabrics, which are really soft, supportive. It's kind of my like around the house underwear. And they have a whole new mesh line with little booty shorts and they're super cute and they breathe really well. So whenever I travel, I wear them because it keeps your pH nice and balanced. They're just an overall great company. I can't say enough good things about them. They're always coming out with new products. The holidays are coming up. This is your chance to get in there, get some sheath underwear, go to sheathunderwear.com, use the code DUMPSTER, and get 20% off your entire order. That is sheathunderwear.com, use the code DUMPSTER, and get 20% off. The link is in the description below. Make Brad Pitt great again. This is not about Brad Pitt, but someone equally as hot. <laughs> Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen have hired divorce attorneys. Uh, <laughs> Tom Brady has had thirsty guy on the verge of divorce written all over his Instagram lately. 100%. Explain, please. There's just a vibe about him that's like, yeah, I'm starting to accept those DMs from the thoughts online. I'm starting to at least read them. I'm starting. He's gotten a little too thin. Like, he's the woman in this relationship, (laughs) mind you. She has more money than him. He's all the classic signs. One, he's just a little bit too self-absorbed, more self-absorbed than he normally is. And there's lots of videos, like, self-promoting. He looks very skinny. He's doing that thing that all women do when they get divorced, and they get really skinny. He's getting the divorce skinny look. Like, it looks like he's only been eating strippers' assholes. Ew. (laughs) He's dressing like a divorced woman at all of his press conferences. He's wearing a beanie and a scarf. And you know he has a pumpkin spice latte just right under the podium waiting for him. Oh, Tom. (laughs) He's dressing like Brad Pitt. Uh-huh. I know. And Brad Pitt's been just terrible in the fashion Brace yourself for the Marilyn Monroe memes. They're going to be coming any minute on his Instagram page. I know. If, if he posts videos of himself doing CrossFit, we know it's all over. Yeah. Oh, just like MTG. Marjorie Taylor Greene also getting divorced. Isn't it amazing that you won seven Super Bowl titles and you're still the woman in this relationship, Tom Brady? (laughs) He'd rather get smashed by 400-pound men than put up with Giselle's bullshit. (laughs) Parade of morons. Oh, boy. We're going to get in the weeds on this one. Oh, yeah. Big time. Kanye and Candace Owens wear White Lives Matter shirts to Paris Fashion Week. Trolls. Trolls. And then he went on Tucker, which was the interview that really went viral. And you know that for the next six months, Tucker's going to be at all of his like super white parties like my friend Kanye. (laughs) 
I have a black friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about conservatives is that they'll be dogging rap and Hollywood nonstop. Like, Hollywood is demonic. Hollywood is full of pedophiles. Hollywood is, like, the worst play. And rap is for the devil. And the minute that somebody even gives them any attention or says anything conservative who's from Hollywood, they're, like, the saddest simps ever just <laughs> lapping up the chance to be close to someone that famous it's so true it's so sad conservatives are still so thirsty for the mainstream yeah. in some weird way they'll be like you know what the new york times is garbage i hate the new york times it's a trash magazine and nobody should read it did you hear my books a new york times bestseller <laughs> you guys are crazy like they still want the elitism that comes with being in the mainstream uh-huh and they still want to the halo effect that comes from being around somebody who's as famous as Kanye. Yeah. And I mean, of course, Kanye is going to say white lives matter. He's an artist. I get it. I've said this on I said it on the Ben Shapiro election special when he got trash for wearing a MAGA hat. This is a guy who's supposed to toe a line. And I understand as an artist and being a contrarian, just being like, that i don't want to i don't want to play this game and then he said like blm was a scam well we all know blm was a scam we've been covering it on this show for weeks i mean some of the things he's saying aren't wrong the other gross thing on the left that is disgusting is that there's like always this lifting up of people who are mentally ill overcoming their trauma overcoming their mental health issues and saying like look at how brave they are for coming out and saying unless it's a black person who says something they don't agree with and suddenly it's like oh look at kanye he's mentally ill that's disgusting yeah Mm -hmm. that's gross when it's like a, a somebody shoots up a school it's not mental health it's guns and yet when Kanye says something about God and something they don't agree with, they're like, oh, look at this crazy black person. Clearly, it's his, he's mentally ill. It's it, bullshit. Yeah. If he was supporting Joe Biden and vaccines, everybody would be like, look at him come, overcoming his mental health. He's so brave. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to say is everyone is full of shit. Nobody has any standards. Nobody's consistent. <laughs> They'll use whatever they need to use when it's politically expedient and toss it out the window the minute it doesn't fit their narrative. Then there was this travesty. Oh boy. It was a no voting, no fucking ad on black dating app. No voting, no loving. No voting, no touching. We could have done an entire dumpster fire just on this absolute travesty and as thomas chatterton williams said on twitter is there any population of people that gets more infantilized than the black community yeah it was a bad week for the black community i think in general thank you kanye and thank you to this ad which is like every weird trope and it was i don't understand is this whole organization that was behind this is from like michelle obama was behind it But then everybody was posting pictures of all the people who were behind this video, and it was, like, mostly white people. So I'm like, is this just what white people think of black people? What And how many people did this have to go through? How many drafts? Think of how many people were involved in this. Sam, you know what's involved in a production like this. It was a highly produced video. Oh, boy. Yeah. How many people had to sit around to be like, 
Yep, this is a good idea. The pitch, the writing, the yeah. shooting, the, the editing, the you know final yeah. product, the review of the final product, the going over the final. At no point, someone wasn't like, mm, "Excuse me, this is filled with a lot of racist tropes that are not representative of our community at all." And in fact, this is deeply offensive and infantilizing. Yeah, we're really talking down to a <sighs> segment of the population here. Gerrymander that coochie? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let your gerrymander this coochie. No. Who wrote these lyrics? I'm going to filibuster all over your face. <laughs> okay, that was one we made up. <laughs> gerrymander that coochie. I know. And I'm still confused because did they mean it as like the the red team is gerrymandering that coochie? Because generally it's redistricting when your team's doing it. It should be redistrict that coochie if they're referring to their own team. Or redistricting that coochie. <laughs> we have too much fun. Let's take a minute to check the weather with Marilou Kaufman. Cualquiera que sea su plan, igual para el área de Puebla se mantiene la temperatura por ahí de los 24 a 25 grados centígrados en la misma tendencia para las próximas jornadas. Like, subscribe, and comment. Touch my bells and buttons. Tell your friends about us because that's the best way anyone finds out about this show. Spread dumpster fire like an STD. Cool science. NASA's DART crashed into an asteroid to test whether asteroids that might threaten Earth can be nudged out of the way. This was amazing. Yeah. Do we know, uh, do we have an update on what happened? It's going to be a couple weeks yeah. before they really know if it made a difference or not. <laughs> it made no difference at all. <laughs> like, yep, yeah, well, we did learn one thing. If an asteroid's headed towards Earth, we're... <laughs> this was the first time in history that man tried to affect the trajectory of something out in space. Yeah. I was like, oh, somewhere cool. off in another land, there's like another Earth in another universe that now we've directed this like asteroid towards <laughs> in our little science experiment. The Earth Wars. Meanwhile, Abbott and DeSantis are getting ready to send buses of migrants to Dimorphos. <laughs> <laughs> My nemesis is at it again. Out of options, Elon decided to proceed with the Twitter purchase. This f***ing billionaire and his whimsical fancy. <laughs> Such whimsy. Such whimsy from this billionaire. Oh, I'm going to buy Twitter. I'm not going to buy Twitter. Actually, I'm going to buy Twitter. I'm so over it. Just sh get off the pot. <laughs> All right, Elon. We're tired. We're tired of the bots. Is a Tesla bot going to come to my house and assassinate me for hate speech? <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like infected by Twitter bots. There's a whole theory that he agreed to buy it after his Ukraine take that he was taking so much flack for. Just, that just, just like shift the news cycle uh, away from his Ukraine take. I he's feel like, like he's a master at that. Every time he like the news cycle is going badly for him, he like reveals another secret child or like tries to buy Twitter. <laughs> He's just like impregnating women to stay out of the news cycle. He's like, I always need to have one in the bank just so I can switch that news cycle. Secret child. There's still a chance that Maggie can have <laughs> the idiot Musk child. Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> idiot Musk child. I don't know. Will he buy it? Will it? Will it matter? Does anyone really care? 
A lot of people care. They think that it's going to slip into like totalitarianism. There's a lot of like really hyperbolic takes out there if Elon gets to buy Twitter. Wow. Like it's take not it private already. and let Trump back on. And then Elon reveals a prototype of the Tesla bot and was instantly ridiculed. Because the bots seem like they're getting stupider. They used to be able to like do things and talk and then they turn into sex bots. And now th- what can this bot actually do? I don't know. I guess it could barely walk. <laughs> <laughs> They've got the Boston Dynamics spot doing like backflips and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, just stick to making cars and going to Mars, Elon, all right? You make a sexy ride. You make prophecies about living on Mars. You might take over Twitter, but maybe just, you know, stay in your lane. He needs the robots <laughs> as his servants on Mars. That's why. It's so true, but don't they need to be able to walk? Yes, they do. All right. Capitalism always wins. Man who donated his mother's body to an Arizona center for Alzheimer's research discovers it was sold to the U.S. military for $6,000, strapped to a chair, and blown up in a blast test. (laughs) Not funny, but how, okay, how does the military still not know what happens to the body when during an IED blast, how is that something they're just still trying to test? I guess when you're the best at something, you still need to practice. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> this story is like so bananas when you actually read the whole story and go down the rabbit hole. It's also something like Alex Jones was probably screaming about ten years ago, and nobody listened. Like, they're draining people's brains and using them in military experiments. (laughs) It's true, though. That's actually what they're doing. So this guy, they the guy they arrested for doing this, they found this, like, house of horror warehouse with body parts that had been dismembered by chainsaws, and there was a woman's head sewn onto a male cadaver, and it was like a morbid joke around the... The place sounded like a horror show yeah it's like crazy where serial killers go to practice their trade yeah this industry is completely unregulated this is when libertarians are so wrong about regulation (laughs) there needs to be some regulation your roads will be built with the bodies of your dead loved ones okay (laughs) yeah so this guy was selling literal body parts it's disgusting the whole description disgusting This guy didn't even go to jail. It was a suspended sentence. And now he's selling insurance. (laughs) Someone's buying insurance from the House of Horrors body parts guy. He's just smiling, selling people insurance. They have no idea that he sold granny to the military so they could blow her up for an eye. This is insane. I mean, this story is so crazy. It's so crazy, too, because this guy's mother... Like, she had Alzheimer's, but the doctors were saying she didn't have the gene. So they were like, we would like to study her brain and, like, know whether this is, like, a mutation or what's going on. And they're like, and he, military's like, blow it up. Yeah. He, like, donated her body specifically for this research. And it's just This is awful. some Alex Jones. Yeah. This is Alex. Alex yeah. Jones is like, they're draining your brains. They're hiding the evidence. 
Alzheimer's is a racket. They're donating the bodies to science to use them in military experiments. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> the frogs are gay. Then we have dumpster diving. What's next? In the dumpster. <laughs> wow. The conservatives-only dating app, The Right Stuff, doesn't appear to have any women on it. <laughs> is it a gay conservative dating well, app? Well, it was funded by Peter Thiel, who is a married gay man, and now it's invite-only and there are only men on it, so here's my big conspiracy. <laughs> They're trying to find the down-low conservative gay men. There's like an ad for this. And first of all, you have billions of dollars and you're investing tons of money of the, in this and you couldn't find a, any actresses who know how to act. <laughs> Not a single one. The acting is so bad in this video. I went out with this guy and I was like, what are your thoughts on kids? And he said, I'm not going to have any kids. I feel like it's the worst thing you can do for the environment. Yeah, that's when I knew it wasn't going to work out. You know, I had a similar experience. This guy seemed normal on his profile. And by the way, are you trying to attract people specifically who have some nostalgia for the 80s? What is that tri-skirt that you're wearing? <laughs> the triple tier. The triple tier skirt that you're wearing, which is like something I wore when I was nine years old. Uh -huh. Maybe they're looking for a dude who exists in the 80s movies. Maybe that's that's the whole vibe. Ah, uh, maybe. Like the stereotypical male. Yeah, the stereotypical. I mean, their parodies of liberal men aren't completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you mind paying? I left my gift card in my other fanny pack. I know, it's really funny. <laughs> I want to date a real man. This is the like whole idea of the parallel economy. This also seems like an easy way to find out who all the like conservatives are in, down low in California. <laughs> oh, <laughs> in places true. like LA or San Francisco. Yeah. Who's on this app? You go yeah. to the you go to the blue cities. That's probably why it's invite only. <laughs> all of Orange uh, County's in it. All of Beverly Hills. Well, <laughs> apparently there were some reviews, but I don't know how many of them were fake or re versus real. We don't know anything that's fake or real anymore because yeah. we live in the clown world beyond parody. Are we even real? We live in a fetishy. Speaking Are you a deep fake, Bridget? Are you I'm even a Bridget? This I'm is, a deep fake. This is how far outside of reality we've gone. People are tanning their buttholes instead of taking <laughs> antidepressants. I feel like this is something Tom Brady's been into re <laughs> lately. He is looking a little golden. <laughs> he see Tom Brady seems like he's getting into perineum tanning. That's why he moved to Florida. <laughs> yes. Men will do anything to avoid going to therapy, including tanning their buttholes. <laughs> Please do not tan your buttholes to treat your depression. We beg you. I thought the whole thing was bleaching your butthole. Now That's it's tanning your butthole. So women need bleached buttholes and men need tan buttholes? And maybe they bleach them and then tan them. I don't oh, know. God. <laughs> that can't be good for you. <laughs> this is something else Peter Dale has been funding. <laughs> <laughs> we love going after billionaires on this show. And they deserve it. Messing with our lives. And our butts. And our buttholes. Happy baby in the sun. <laughs> That's. Have you seen the pictures? No. It's happy baby it's in the happy sun. It's happy baby in the sun. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, Sam. Have you been tanning your butthole? 
Then we have chess champ gets butt inspected amid vibrating sex toy cheating claims. And they had to scan him with like a metal detector and they didn't find anything. All they found was a gerbil. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like this guy looks like someone who's trying to read the beads, what they're telling him during a fucking chess match. This is the face of every man before a prostate exam. This is a very b-hole oriented dumpster fire. All right, then we have breaking Bridget. The American Medical Association is asking tech companies and the DOJ to crack down on those questioning the orthodoxy of gender affirming care. <sighs> I I swear to God. I swear to God. I'm confident I will be on the right side of history on this issue because I'm on the side that's against mutilating children. What is wrong? How has this been institutionalized? How? I don't know. How? So quickly. It doesn't make sense. Anyone? Anyone. Is it just a money grab? It's got to be a money grab. I mean, I know there's a load of money in transitioning people. Hundreds of thousands of dollars per person. I it, it borderlines on evil. Yeah. And I hate throwing that word around, but this is, it's child abuse. These children cannot consent to this. They're too young. And you have adults who are supposed to be the ones in the room saying, hey, maybe these newfangled ideas that you have as a child, you don't want to follow through on all of them when you're a child because you might grow up and realize that was a bad idea. This can apply to many things Mm -hmm. as children, not just cutting your tits off or your dick off. Permanent mutilation. No, because make no mistake, that's what gender-affirming care really is. It's mutilating kids. This is brutality and child abuse, and I'm sorry, but you need to oppose it. They're, they're backing off this everywhere in the world. Yeah. Over in Europe, they're backing off of giving the kids testosterone and puberty blockers, which is just is an insane. Listen to these words. Puberty blockers. What? This is a crazy term that we've just assimilated. Like, oh, that's a normal thing. This has so many effects. The FDA had to slap a warning on puberty blockers that brain swelling is one of the warnings. They don't know what these things, they haven't had any time to test the long-term effects of puberty blockers on children. This is a brand new thing that they're doing. And you're just going to give your kids these because it is like a cult. They're basically like, oh, do this or your kid will kill themselves. So they scare all these parents into all of these medical gender-affirming care procedures that are not tested, as Andrew Sullivan said on Twitter, evidence-based gender-affirming care equals experimental off-label sex change drugs not FDA-approved for children with natural puberty. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. And basically, you're criminalizing, again, we're seeing the criminalization of dissent. So you're criminalizing anyone who opposes this. This, there was another joke that Christopher Rufo made where it's like, if you don't generally mutilate your kid, you are a domestic terrorist because that's what they're trying to say. They're getting the DOJ and big tech involved in trying to police disinformation, which is really just people repeating what the people are saying. The people are saying, oh, we're using gender, we're using puberty blockers and mastectomies and we're doing some 
surgeries on kids who are minors and then the people will repeat that usually conservatives also feminists have been pushing back against this before too and they'll be saying oh so you're using puberty blockers and you're doing surgeries and you're cutting off you know young children's boobs and they're like this is disinformation it's fucking crazy it's absolutely insane it's crazy there's that lawsuit like of over a thousand plaintiffs in what was it? The fingers in London. In the trans in the, at the transgender clinic. Yeah. People are already starting to be like, this is insanity in the rest of the world. But America's just like, well, let's move forward with this. I need to slow down and take a breath because this is something I'm really passionate about. Especially having a child too. I'm like, keep your in psychopath, psychotherapists, and teachers, and everybody who's for this, away from my fucking kid with your weird ideology and your cult like behavior, and start asking yourself what excuses you're going to give for why you are supporting mutilation of children. Blair White's always saying this online. Blair White, a trans woman, is saying, Start asking yourself what you're going to tell people if you're someone who's supporting this. If your ideas are so great about gender-affirming care, if they hold up to scrutiny, why do you need to violate people's First Amendment rights in order to prove them of their greatness? You don't, you should, they should be able to be debated and in the public square. And you're removing anyone's ability to do that. If you if the DOJ and big tech is going to censor you for saying, hey, maybe we should pump the brakes on this insane, clearly insane child abuse. Yeah. I mean, a big tech I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. I mean, it's, I get nervous even saying this on YouTube. Yeah. Because they'll be like, oh, actually, big tech is this gonna is disinformation. Like, yeah, censor us. Yeah. It's dark times when dissent is disinformation. And everybody knows this and greed and irrationality and ideology are insanely powerful forces to combat. And we need to you need to speak up and push back and take risks. If those freaking teenage girls in Iran can face bullets, you can face whatever you're going to have to face to push back against this nonsense, which is abjectly nonsense, but more importantly, destructive to your children It's child abuse. You can face being called a transphobe for questioning it, even for asking questions about. All of our institutions have been captured. All of them. It's Mm. crazy. Yeah. This is the American Medical Association. Oh, I wonder why people don't take any of the institutions seriously anymore. And since you've lost all your credibility, now you just have to censor everyone who disagrees with you and act like you're not just unethically pushing through things that are not tested or that people have pushed back on or that there's no science supporting whatsoever. It's with a generation of kids. Yeah, no, I hope they all sue, but it's, I mean, there's talk about like a body count and lives ruined. Yeah. Yeah. There's no evidence that the kids get better if they go through these transitions and now you're signing them up for a lifetime of no orgasms, they're sterilized. They have to constantly be on medications and be getting surgeries for the rest of their life. Like this is fucking insane. This is insane. This is insane. It's insane that it's been captured. And I really, I have to believe that it's money and their children. Yeah. Kids, their children. Imagine growing up and being like, why the, you let me cut off my boobs when I was 
12 years old, Mom, you absolutely narcissistic psychopath who just wanted attention on Instagram. Right. Well, it's like the organization behind it is money. Then there's scared parents, but it's people who are just swept along in the ideology of like, oh, we support trans. But like, you can't say anything. You can't say that. Like, it's just they haven't even examined what they're talking about in reality. And then there's scared parents being told by doctors that they have to do this for their children's own good. Right. No. Save your kids. Save the children. I was so uncomfortable at 12. I wanted to be a boy, actually. Yeah. If you you really asked me what I wanted to be, I did not want to be a girl. I wanted to be a boy. It looked like they had more fun. I was moving a lot. They... They tended to be more accepting. They worked their shit out just by punching each other instead of talking shit and being catty and ruining lives. They didn't punch me in the locker room. Like I was uncomfortable about the new attention I was getting because my boobs were growing. I didn't know how to handle it. I hated getting my period. I've always had penis envy my whole life. Mm-hmm. I absolutely had I had a narcissistic enough. I mean, they're not all narcissists. Like a lot of the parents... Most of the parents, I think, are very sweet, well-meaning, desperate parents who don't know what to do because their kid spends too much time on TikTok and has been swept away by this craze and contagion, basically, and they don't know what to do. And so they're trying desperately to do whatever they can. I also think there are some parents, usually narcissists, who view their children as accessories, and this is just like the cool accessory to have as a trans kid. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely would have been uh, like targeted for this. Yeah. I was lost. I felt uncomfortable because it is. It's now. It's like kids are like, "Oh, I'm uncomfortable in my body," which is normal during it's, puberty. It's called adolescence. Uh, and then they're like, <laughs> "I must be a boy, changes. or I must be a girl." Like I, I, I must not be in the right body. It just feels that way. Of course, it feels that way. You're a freaking teenager. It sucks. It sucks. It's like three to four years of suck. Try like seven. Yeah. <laughs> maybe longer. But those like early, like the ugh, pu- uh, puberty, actual puberty is hell. It's not fun. It's awkward. You're wearing pads. Yeah. It's just the whole thing. The whole thing sucks. And of course, you'd want to be like, I want out of this. And now there's a whole entire medically backed system that will just usher you along this path. And then you're 25 and you suddenly want kids and you can't have kids because you took too many puberty blockers or you had a hysterectomy when you were 17 or you can't breastfeed because you didn't, you don't have boobs anymore. Like so many things that I thought I wanted in my teens and 20s are not things that I want in my 30s and 40s. You change your mind as you age. I just can't, I can't believe, I can't believe this. I can't believe that this is where we are. I know. I mean, this could be breaking Bridget every week because it just seems like it keeps getting worse. Mm -hmm. There was an ad that I saw where they're like using mastectomy scars on Instagram to advertise. Like, this is a symbol of cool now. I know. All right. Well, palate cleanser. Yeah, I think I need a drink after that. Just kidding. <laughs> the internet is glorious. Yeah, you got to love the focus here with the driver on 13. A deer is sucking off another deer in the background and does not phase him. We're going to have to start looking into some, some research and treatment centers because you're going to be on chemo. <laughs> 
You finna have to do chemo, my boy. <laughs> Last week's comment. Two weeks. Yeah, I guess. Or, yeah, whatever. whatever. Malsyrian said, a stripper for every old. Fetacy for president 2024. <laughs> <laughs> a stripper for every old. A yacht for every pleb. We're really getting our platform we shaken really out are. on here. It's yeah. Starting to take shape. Yeah. Deviant Life said, I think the fact that sexy weather is a regular segment here makes this one of the best shows ever. <laughs> We need something to like, you know, cheer this place up. Uh-huh. Robin Murphy, you should make some fetacy freeloader with a PH merch. We mm-hmm. will go it will go great with my women's sweatshirt. We should. Fetacy freeloader. That's a niche market. JB <laughs> <laughs> JB said in twenty five years this will be a documentary about how we got into a second civil war. Ugh, that one hits a little close to home. Yeah. That one's Ooh. a little bit chilling. <laughs> And then my daughter is like, that was my mom. She tried to tell people to make the center hold. Beth's Eleutheria said, discovered you in 2019 when Bridget went on JRE. I haven't looked back. Everything you do enthralls me to a level I don't quite understand. Thank you for being so genuine. And she also said, Matilda Fetacy is the showrunner. How have I not read the credits before? Uh, (laughs) Read our credits. An actual woman said, why do you have your first live stream while I'm getting married? So so sad I'll miss it. (laughs) Congratulations on your wedding. And please don't miss um, anything important like a wedding for our janky little live streams. Yes. We'll have more of them. Yeah, we'll have more. Hope you had a great wedding. And then... This was about the live stream. This was a comment on the live stream. Rhea Bernadette said, great first live stream. Once y'all were off and running, it felt like sitting around with friends. Subscribe to Walkins Welcome. Keep fuel in the dumpster fire. Oh, thank you. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And it's fun to interact with our audience like that. Yeah, definitely. All right. Fetacy News. Fetacy News. All right. We have new merch. The fetacy mantra for decades has been just keep going. And that is our new merch that we've launched. It's in hoodies, tanks, all of the usual places you can get our merch at BridgetFetacy.com. If you're a member of the community, Fetacy.com, you get 20% off all of your merch orders. And there's also some of our like older designs have also gone up on sweatshirts and stuff that they weren't on before. So yep. check it out. There's new stuff in there. We've got some fall merch for you. And I love the Just Keep Going design. Mm-hmm. I have to get some. Me too. We had the 200th episode of Walk-In's Welcome, which is our podcast, other, one of our many podcasts, because we're a podcast factory over here. So Walk-In's Welcome 200th episode, that was just Maggie and I reflecting on things. And then we also did part four with our mediated series with Thomas De Zengotita. And we have a lot of great guests coming up. So subscribe to Walk-In's Welcome wherever you get your podcasts. And we have Dumpster Fire, the podcast, and it is in podcast form wherever you get your podcasts, as well as factory settings where you can find on my Substack or anywhere you get your podcast, which is a new podcast I launched with my husband, Mr. Fetacy, a.k.a. Jaron. And as well on our Substack, you can also find letters from the Politically Homeless, where many of you have written in and given us letters telling us about where you kind of fall in this weird political space that we're in of migration and change and maybe civil war. And 
we're posting them uh, once a week. The people who give us permission. It's really just an interesting series into the minds of individuals in the country. We want to try and show people's individual journeys. So if you want to write us, please write us to IamPoliticallyHomeless at gmail.com and send us your story. And if we like it and you give us permission, we'll, we'll reprint it. We also have the weekly newsletter on our Substack where if you have a hard time like us keeping up with the massive body of work that we are putting out into the world, this is an easy way to just keep it all in one place. It's free. Go to bridgeoffetacy.substack.com and you can sign up It's and it will come every Friday. I write a little blurb about whatever strikes me on Thursday and then we aggregate all of my appearances and my writing that might be out in other places or anything that we've done that week and launched or in the weeks prior. And speaking of appearances, I was on the Megyn Kelly show a week ago, a little over a week ago now. And I wrote my monthly column for Spectator magazine. I wanted to leave California before it was cool is now out behind the paywall and available. All of the links to all of this stuff are available in the description below. And like I said, join the community at Fetacy.com if you want to watch the mostly unedited version of this on Sundays. And just if you want to support a lot of you supported during the live stream. Thank you. We appreciate any and all support. We appreciate your attention. We just appreciate you. We know your time is valuable. And any time you spend on us, we are truly grateful for. So whatever you can do, we're just happy you're here. And we're just happy to be here. It's fun. Go again to our merch, BridgetFetacy.com. And we are off next week. We'll be back Monday, October 24th. And that's the schedule right now. Every other week, we'll throw some live streams in. But, you know, I've got a baby, and I and we need to have lives. Yeah, so we shoot every other week. So we shoot every other week. So mm-hmm. until we can ramp things up a little more. We get our audio equipment whenever we can from zenproaudio.com. They're another small business that we are always working with and supporting, and hopefully you will too. Go to zemproaudio.com. I'd also like to thank Sheath Underwear, our sponsor, our faithful sponsor. Holidays are coming up. Get your underwear from them. Link in the description below, as we mentioned. Let me thank Dave Yates, Better Fetacy, Sammy Flaps and Folds, Cousin Maggie, and Luna Viola for all of the help on this production. For research, makeup, thank you to Andy Chandler for all of the editing. Maggie and Sam, all the things you guys do. I can't do this without any of them. This has been your dumpster fire for the weeks of September 25th to October 8th. I'm Bridget Fetacy. Now make us rich. Make it rain, make it rain.